1: Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike jokum Franchi here. We're here to not care about the Monaco Grand Prix. So let's get into the news. We'll make a couple predictions. The predictions will mainly be based around qualifying because we don't expect anything to happen in the race. And this is your quarterly reminder to check your grid rival lineup, especially with the fact that Carlos signs has a boo-boo and might not be able to race this weekend. So TBD on that as of late Tuesday evening as we record in typical fashion. I'm sure the news will come out like tomorrow morning, but because you, some of us are traveling in the next couple of days, we're getting everything done early this week. And thank you to all the advertisers and sponsors and all that good stuff. You guys are great people. So Frenchie, we're skipping trivia because honestly, I have no motivation to talk about Monaco and I didn't want to look <laughs> anything up. But I look, I know I texted you, but I was sitting on the couch. I was trying to help uh, my parents fix the TV downstairs. I think it's the cable box though. But anyway, like, man, I, I really don't feel like going upstairs right now. I don't feel like recording. I would rather go back to the gym and get in a second workout today than talk about Monaco
2: so yeah you know, that's I where mean, my head's at definitely in indy 500 mode right now so this always
1: yeah. excited happens to want and exc-
2: excited to have my
1: tv viewing party where i'm just gonna sit there and <laughs> veg out on popcorn and not hot dogs all sunday and watch racing
2: so what's up yeah first? i mean that'll be nice right but yeah we have... yeah I mean... To well, one race that's going to be really exciting and one that's iconic, or two that are iconic. Two that are iconic, one that I will use
1: to, you know, nurse a hangover or walk the dog and fall asleep. You know, I want to, you know, some some sort of combination of not caring.
2: You already broke some of the news, though, that Carlos Sainz, it looks like I'm. I see a picture of him that was posted. I guess they were playing in some charity soccer slash football match sure and it looks like he's got his right thigh wrapped up so not sure what happened if he pulled a muscle or broke a bone I mean it doesn't look that serious based on this picture it's just kind of like some gauze on it so you know he may be able to just push through it obviously you need that leg to press the gas pedal and yeah do that sort of thing but you know, I doubt he would want to miss a race for something that's relatively minor. So all I'll I'll say that he's going to race this weekend unless we're not seeing something about this injury.
1: All right. I'm going to say he's not racing this weekend because it's more fun
2: to guess that way. All right. <laughs> that's mean to Carlos, though. He's such a nice guy. Is he, though? He seems like it. What if he's what if it's an
1: act? I'm just going to I'm just going to be like Moby Moby Mike. All day. Yeah, I'm just going
2: to be Moby Mike the entire episode. No, I think he's pretty genuine. Okay, but sorry. We we'll, we'll have to see. I think who would replace him? I guess Robert Schwartzman is there uh or Antonio Giovinazzi. Yeah, <laughs> if Carlos. I were Ferrari, I'd be like, "No, no, no, please Carlos, just race. Our car already sucks."
1: <laughs> yeah, listen, we don't need a uh, we don't we don't need uh, we don't need the uh f1's version of pit lane jesus to come back in there because he ain't too good
2: no it's i haven't really i forgot about him until just now thinking that he's ferrari's reserve driver i somebody
1: it might have been cody mentioned him a couple hours ago in the chat otherwise i wasn't i wouldn't have thought of it because i thought of schwartzman right away but i did yeah. not think of i did not think of uh giovinazzi
2: well after his horrendous season in Formula E, where what he injured his finger and missed the last couple races, <laughs> right? Wasn't that last year that he was racing for? Yeah. What was it Dragon Penske or something like that? Yeah. It was terrible. I thought his career was over, but he still signed as the Ferrari reserve driver. So, I mean, hey, he still gets to show up to the track and wear a Ferrari uniform. Must be nice. The thing that I got interested in this weekend, did you hear about these new um, wet weather tires that Pirelli is bringing? I saw the headline. Yeah, so basically they don't need a tire warmer. They don't need tire blankets. It's kind of in advance of next year. There's the proposal that tire blankets may go away completely, and so Ferrari brought these, or not Ferrari, (laughs) F1 brought these, Pirelli, (laughs) And F1 brought these and it's going to make its debut at Monaco because it looks like there's some rain on the way, which I think would be very interesting to try a new I mean, they've tested it, whatever, but a track with very little runoff that happens to be pretty difficult with F1 cars the size of long American SUVs on a new wet weather tire. That would intrigue me and I would yeah. I'm I'm being optimistic because you're so pessimistic right now that I have to try to bring up the mood a little. Okay. All right, I think these tires are going to be an utter disaster and a total waste of time. <laughs> we're going to okay.
1: see. We're going to see Lewis Hamilton lose 3 out of 4 tires bef- before even trying to come up to temperature and then the weekend will be over for everybody.
2: So they in F1 on YouTube in place of obviously broadcasting the Imola race last weekend, I guess they wanted to give their fans a little bit of a consolation. So they trotted out the 2005 Imola race with the classic Alonso versus Schumacher uh, battle. And then they also, I don't know if you saw this, put the 2008 Monaco Grand Prix on their YouTube channel, which I sat down and watched. And that was a very interesting wet weather race where Lewis hit the wall, Kimmy got a drive through penalty and hit the wall. Felipe Massa was actually really fast, but hit the wall. Like every, It was a crazy race and very entertaining. So that's what I'm hoping for this weekend. Okay, fair enough. Wet Monaco is interesting Monaco. Think about 1996 with Olivier Panis, who just like everybody wrecked and he won that race. 1984, where Senna really made his name, catching Prost in the last few minutes, until Jackie Ix, who I guess was the course steward called it you know that those are those are classics so i'll be interested to see what happens but you know we, we got to find some what what is the word silver lining in the clouds okay. that are probably going to appear above monaco this weekend all right that's fair all right so the other piece of news and this is another one of those rumors that's just swirling Apparently Ferrari is set to offer Lewis Hamilton a massive contract. They're interested in bringing him over, which I don't see where he would slot in there because, okay, you dump Carlos Sainz, I assume, or maybe Charles Leclerc leaves the team because he's tired of them squandering away his talent and losing championships. Sure. Either way, I don't know, Lewis is 38 years old let's say he goes until he's 45 just as a you know right spitballing then that's seven years i don't i mean that's that'd be really cool to see those two unite because i mean that'd be a mega force but for some some reason i just don't picture lewis hamilton enjoying the culture at ferrari i don't i don't think he would fit well at all not a not not a chance
1: and this is like Sign. This isn't like an exact equivalent, but like I don't, I don't get. So signs is perfectly like a, a great number two driver. Yeah, he can battle for a win when you know Leclerc eats cheeseburgers and stuffs it into a wall, and you know when Leclerc is doing well, he's able to kind of challenge guys around him, hold his spot, and whatnot. So you know he's fine. So if you're getting rid of him for Hamilton. Are you then telling LeClaire, like, you're still number one, but now you're putting all of this doubt in LeClaire's mind and all of this worry that is totally unnecessary? Or are you telling LeClaire, we don't really like you that much, or go find another job, which then you're letting a young... Now, listen, he's had his ups and downs, but you're letting a young talent go for the... No offense, Lewis, the aging veteran. Like, Lewis Mm -hmm. is not going to be around from... May 23rd, 2023, to the end of his career as long as Leclerc could theoretically be around for his long career. So what happens then if Leclerc, you know, goes to Mercedes or what if he takes that seat or another, you know, he's going to take a top seat wherever he goes. He, you know, he commands enough respect at this point that he's going to get a good seat. And then... Leclerc goes, oh my God, this is so much better than the hellhole that is dealing with Ferrari politics and the Ferrari everything, and goes out and wins a bunch of races. Now Ferrari looks even dumber, and in three or four years, when Lewis decides enough is enough, Ferrari has set themselves back another 10 years. So like at this point, it's 2023, I say Ferrari doesn't win another World Drivers' Championship for at least ten, another decade.
2: Wow. Okay. I mean, I i am not going to argue with you on that one because I really don't trust them as an organization. And I think Leclerc is really seeing the cracks now in their full glory. But I personally also think that Leclerc, even though he's an elite driver in terms of his speed, I mean, he's up there with a max. I think he can battle with max. Yes. He is way more... I don't know what the word is. I'm not a sports psychologist. Mentally sensitive. It seems like he really needs to have the right aura or the right vibe around him to do well. And Ferrari obviously is not providing him that. But what you just mentioned made me think about it because, I mean, with this, this kind of doubt over maybe his spot or, you know, is Lewis going to come in and then I'm not number one or am I? you know, split number one status. It just would upset everything in a really political way, which sounds exactly like what Ferrari would do.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's my biggest fear is this, this, I get why anybody wants Lewis Hamilton or wants any superstar who's done very well for their career, but how often in, Stick in ball sports, does signing the 38-year-old veteran to a long term contract work out for more than a year or two? Hardly ever.
2: I immediately think of when the Washington DC home team in the NFL, and I'm just not even gonna the commanders. I won't call them. <laughs> the by Washington football name. team. Yeah. Signed Donovan McNabb when he was clearly well past his prime from the eagle and it was just like why are you doing this why did you just spend so much money to get a name and i'm sure they sold a lot of jerseys because they were everywhere i remember them and he was and it was a lot of hype but it was pointless he was done yeah
1: yeah
2: Yeah, i mean there's so
1: so many examples of that and in all sports it just and again this is not a knock on lewis or anything he's a legend he's gonna go down in every Motorsports Hall of Fame possible. But from a Ferrari standpoint, this makes no sense.
2: And I could see actually thinking about it, that maybe Ferrari thinks that Lewis is the type of guy who the team could galvanize themselves around because maybe Leclerc is not that person. He has the talent, but not the personality, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And maybe they see him as like a Michael Schumacher type force that could result in Ferrari moving forward and making some progress. And I see that. That would be the only reason that I could, I guess, even imagine why they would be considering Lewis. Because the contract that they're allegedly going to offer him is astronomical. Sure, of course. You know, because whatever. We've already been there. Total Wolf has responded to these rumors, though, and he says that essentially... These rumors come up every two years when we have to sign a new contract, but none of it's true. Um, We're discussing things normally without any time pressure. He said that it's uncomfortable that two friends, he called himself two blood brothers with Lewis, that have been through thick and thin for 10 years suddenly have to discuss muddy. But I'm firmly convinced that we'll find each other. There's not a millimeter of doubt for me. I can't imagine anything else. If we give Lewis a competitive car, he will win for a long time. Look at Tom Brady and what he was still capable in his 40s, which is actually a valid comparison yeah so Hamilton, I can't, in my in my thought
1: I can I can't knock that one that's
2: that's fair so we'll see what happens um apparently we we haven't seen any of this confirmed i mean ferrari tends to be one of those places where they try to be all secretive about stuff but somebody always leaks to their yeah. media because then the italian it media is yeah constantly oops, excuse oops, my language oops. it's constantly really down there breathing down their necks we're going we're gonna to leave that one in there to see
1: if the normal people who spot stuff in our episodes spot that.
2: Okay, fair enough. That's, that'll be interesting to see. The last rumor. Well, one one other thing. Tomorrow, as we're recording this, so Wednesday is probably, I guess, when you're going to be listening to this podcast. Supposedly, there's going to be an official announcement from Aston Martin and Honda. So I just wanted to say that and show that we know before it's going to happen if it does happen if it doesn't happen then forget i even said this because <laughs> i'm just kidding it, it will it's going to happen i just don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow or as today as you're listening to this which sounds probably really confusing the other thing that i wanted to mention real quick before we got to this last rumor and this is one that i just kind of dug up because i think it's interesting and combines kind of our uh multinational interests in racing But allegedly Sauber has been showing some interest in Carlos Sainz. And that could be where he he might end up, Uh, like the Audi Sauber thing. They want him as he's denied this. But of course, you know, that that could be a good place for him to go if any of this Ferrari stuff plays out. Or let's say he just gets tired of Ferrari and, you know, his struggles to kind of get used to the inconsistent car that they provided him. He, he's somebody who could go to Sauber, and I don't know which current driver he would partner. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, whether it's Valerie Botas or uh, Guan Yu Zhou or Zhou Guan Yu. Maybe neither. Who knows? But mm-hmm. I just wanted to, to throw that out there because the driver market is, I would say, in, currently in full swing, and this is like years in advance because I don't right. think... Leclerc's contract or signs his contract is up until the end of next season 2024.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's at least 2024.
2: The last piece of news. And I think pretty much anything that Max Verstappen does just gets coverage at this point. So not saying this is relevant, but I just thought it would be an interesting thing for you and I to kind of volley back and forth about.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there. My name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1
2: Somebody was asking him what track he'd like to see return to the F1 schedule. And he said Magello. Okay. Somebody, I guess, then brought and asked him about the possibility of F1 at Laguna Seca. They're talking about a fourth US race. And he said, We can certainly do that. We're also driving in Monaco, right? But there are some other nice options in America. I also like Virginia, for example, which I was like, What? Max Verstappen's been to Virginia? My current. Res- state of residence I, I don't know it really surprises me but then he says although the track might be less in an F1 car and more something for a GT I assume he means VIR yeah. but then he also goes on to say and this is going to be interesting for any of our listeners who follow IndyCar because he said Road America is also very nice so there are a few tracks you can go to Road America is of course reasonably fast for F1 but like any track that holds Formula One races they would then obviously have to make certain adjustments to the track I don't ever see F1 going to Road America. I mean, when you, F1 looks for a venue in the United States, they look for something really urban, right? Yeah. Like that's close to a city that they can do their whole, I don't want to say like snooty, but they're that's not going to be staying out. Like F1 fans, I don't think in most, at least in the US, because they're I think they're much newer fans and less diehard. And I'm making a a big generalization i don't think they're the ones who are like camping at road america i mean right. the european fans you see i think that they camp at a lot of those tracks but i also wonder how much would even like a camping site at road america cost during <laughs> the f1 weekend and then you just look at the indycar prices and you would just go to that event instead because i think what every ticket's a haddock pass when you go to the indycar event it's like I get the hype of F one, and it, it'd be really interesting to see them at Road America, because that's probably as European of a track as we have in the United States. Yep. But I just don't see them going to rural Wisconsin. Do you? No,
1: no, because the the month Wisconsin is not going to say here's a hundred two a hundred and two million dollars for F one to breathe on our racetrack. So I just. I don't it. I don't see it. It'd be cool, uh, but I don't see it. I don't see. Yeah, obviously, I don't see VIR. I don't. It doesn't really. That that's even less likely, in my opinion. Yeah, less likely. I still think they should do Watkins Glen and not Laguna. I think Watkins Glen is better than Laguna anyway. So I don't know. I mean, I guess there would need to be some facility of, of improvements, but you could theoretically see New York saying like, okay, like. We tried to do New York City, but for whatever reason, it's not working. But we have this great racetrack. Like, let's put some improvements into it and we can get a race in New York. I could see that happening in the future. But I think right now, if f one's doing more places in America, which is what it is, but I think they're going to go for the boring city
2: street course. Around sports stadiums. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. the Nashville street course for IndyCar. I think that's the easiest way to get in an urban market or close to an urban mar- market and bring the people to you i I don't know how far out because i've never actually been to road america unfortunately how far out it is from like major cities like milwaukee but I, it's a couple hours isn't it and so is watkins glen to think about it so yeah for me laguna seca would probably be the most likely of the existing tracks because of monterey And it's already an area Mm -hmm. where wealthy people flock every year for the Pebble Beach Concours and all that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Anyway, let's give the listeners the times for this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, you will be... I don't know what the word is. um, Satisfied or or satiated with Mm -hmm. all the racing your heart desires. With the Indy 500 and Monaco, this is basically the... I don't know. This is two parts of the triple crown happening on one weekend as they tend to do. Also, yeah, McLaren's triple clown triple clown is what I just said. Uh that was the Freudian slip. <laughs> triple crown livery. What do you think about that? Um it's
1: I, I think the images are nice, it's fine, but I'm afraid that like the black in the front, like when you when you see the actual car, it's just gonna be like unpainted car and not painted black. So I'm less than optimistic it's it's not bad because the back like the orange and white where it kind of has the the marlboro type vibe to it it's pretty cool the black in the front i don't know i wish they had some like maybe they will like the the number on the front like in like orange or white or something to kind of make it like pop a little bit because i'm just afraid it's going to be like unpainted carbon fiber and like it's going to look like two-thirds finished
2: I enjoy special liveries though. So I want to encourage teams to keep doing this because yes, it's fun yes. even whether it's ugly or not. I like it seeing it because I don't know, just change things up a little bit. Obviously McLaren is kind of that full papaya orange usually and it's nice to see them do, you know, something more interesting with it like yes. Red Bull does with their what white <laughs> design that they do Ooh. for Suzuka, right? Yeah you know, it's just different. So it it adds a little bit of fun. But we've got practice one coming up on Friday at 730am Eastern Time. Then practice two is on Friday at 11am. Practice three is Saturday morning at 630am. So we'll probably not be watching that. Qualifying, though, is at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and so I will definitely be tuning into that because it could potentially be the most interesting part of the weekend. If we see someone who sort of qualifies out of place and is able to defend like their life depends on it, that might produce a really interesting race result. So hoping for a good race. But, you know, the qualifying at Monaco is still always fun to watch because <laughs> it it's interesting to see them hustle those cars around there as big as they are, but the race is Sunday at 9. AM. And then I believe that's the same time that Indy 500 pre-race coverage starts, but the race doesn't start until the F1 race will be over. So can watch both and enjoy all the racing that you can handle, I guess. Yeah.
1: Uh, All right. We're going to make one prediction, two predictions.
2: Is the person who gets pole going to win the race? See, that's interesting because it depends on who wins the pole. If like Charles Leclerc wins the pole, he's just going to wreck because he's cursed at Monaco because he's from Monaco. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. I will just for the sake of fun, I'm going to say that the person who wins pole is not going to win the race. Okay, I will say they will win the race.
1: And my other prediction, sorry, my other prediction, I'm I'm like looking at F one stats to see if I can think of anything interesting. All right, let's 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 just do who is a surprise to get into Q three and qualifying. You know, maybe we have something kind of
2: unique happen. Who would be unlikely? to find their way into Q3. Um Oscar Piastri. Okay. I will say is Botas a surprise for Q three? Yeah, the alfa Romeo kind of sucks this season. Okay, I'll go with Botas. All right. Well, that's all we got for Monaco.
1: Enjoy all our Indy five hundred coverage because that's more exciting. Goodbye.